Look up there in the sky. It's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. Nancy. One sluggo. One fortnightly discussion of comics and interculture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. This is episode 100, no, 220. Oof. That was close. Almost got it wrong. Gotta remember those numbers. It's really hard. There's a lot of them. I, you know, only so much room in my brain. Well, you don't have to remember every number. Um, they're not they're not unique snowflakes they're just numbers that's why we have a base 10 counting system that's certain you're starting to use math words <laughs> i have degrees in numerology and numerominy <laughs> i like how i fucked that up that made it even funnier uh hey insights uh in later on nerdbo book club we'll be reading how, i mean we'll be discussing i do that so many so many times we'll be discussing how to read nancy by Paul Karasik, Karasik and Mark Newgarden. It's all about how to read comic books and how, actually, they're kind of complicated. There's a lot of artfulness in them, in simple things. We'll be talking about that later. Eric's going to type. I like typing. I mean, it, it has its place. It does. But before that, we have comic books that came out the past couple weeks to talk about, Eric! Yay! I'm there, thank you. I... You need you need my excitement. I need some excitement. I need some enthusiasm. You need me to emote so we can move on. Yeah, exactly. You need to say words about how, hey, I'm here. It's podcasting time. Comic book. Co-host, give me one emotional unit. Pleased. Thank you for returning. Okay. We can we can start the show with our first segment. It is time for Floppies Fortnightly. Floppies Fortnightly is where Eric and I will read a selection of the past couple weeks books tell you buy it or do not buy them they're if we're feeling mushy we'll, we might dip into the mush meter dipping into it we might dip in put a toe in if we're really mushy we might dive in depends on the comic starting out this week is a fantastic four number one uh see written by dan slot with art by sarah pacelli and simon simone bianchi inks by sarah pacelli with elizabeth d'amico and simon bianchi and marco russo uh and the backup by the i guess a, the one page mr impossible comic by dan slott and scotty young with colors by jeremy trees and letters on all of it by joe caramagna so here you go eric here it goes the fantastic kind of they're here i mean they're all in this book yeah there's hell there's a panel hell there's some people that were in it for like you know like Luke Cage, I think was a was a member for like eight seconds, and they included him. They didn't even get Spider Man mm-hmm. in here, and he was, I think, the most recent addition. Or, you know, they got Medusa, Crystal. Those are relevant to Fantastic Four canon. Mm-hmm. Um. So Dan Slott, no more Spider Man. Now Fantastic Four. What do you think? <sighs> As a fan of the ever of ever loving blue eyed thing, I am I am happy to see the thing in comic books. How about in this? How about in this comic book? Let me make sure that I understand you because I maybe I'm not up on that news. Did you say he's not on Spider Man anymore? Yeah, of course he's not. He's I, I'm thinking like he's not on. 
I know he just moved to Iron Man. Jeez. I was thinking you were saying he moved off of that. Okay, that makes sense. Spider-Man, Iron Man, not the same person, even though sometimes Uh, pretty close. Hey, hey. Doctor Doom and Spider-Man were the, or Iron Man were the same person. I apparently don't know. There's one comic book character, and I'm just saying everyone's name interchangeably. Um, anyway, this is a weird Spider-Man book. He's barely in it. <laughs> I like this comic book. I enjoyed it um, a fair a fair bit, and I like how they sort of took the piss out of themselves, like making fun of the fact that they really aren't united in this at all i still thought this was totally pretty good no i think it 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 is a unlike that iron man comic this feels less like an overture of everything but more like hey here's it has a summary and it also reminds us kind of of the thesis statement of fantastic four over the years you know how people different people have summed up the group and you get to see all those other members chip in, people thinking, oh, maybe they're they're back. And, and we know kind of, what's the status quo? What's going on with them? What do people think? Do people realize that Sue and Reed are just gone and with, with the kids, just off in space somewhere? And I don't know. Ben Grimm has a bunch of kittens. I don't know why that didn't stand out to me as the thing that you would have to mention. He's definitely the thing that I would mention. In this comic book. Oh. I can't stand you and your puns right now. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad. I, I don't know. It's very cute. It's It looks really pretty. I think Dance Lot has their, their voices down pretty tight already. Uh, and I'm curious to see, you know, obviously First Order Business is reuniting the team. But I, I'm I'm not... I don't think that Fantastic Four functions to me in a lot of way, and like in the way that a lot of other comic books do. Because I know that consciously, I would complain a lot about a lot of books that are like, "Hey, it's this book, but the team's not really together yet." And I go, "Come on, just get on with it." Fantastic Four, I'm kind of more, con- I'm content with these characters just doing this, hanging around, mm. and and talking and being friends with each other and. Whatever, and I understand that there will, of course, there'll be there'll be conflicts and stakes, and we saw that with Doom in, in I don't know the little Doom chapter at the very end. Also, is pretty interesting, and not, he's like everyone hates him except for his own country, and they love him. That's really I like that. You know, that's a thing that I don't think is emphasized a lot. Um, I'm a buy. I like it. Mm-hmm. Not complicated. I kind of want to jump off of what you said that I think certainly you've convinced me of this you know from our time with uh the hickman ff that you know there's all kinds of fantastic ridiculous things that they do in fantastic four comics but it's usually that grounding in um i don't know the kind of humanness of it and the family and all of that stuff so kind of walking it in like this and and really establishing some emotional stakes for the return. I don't know. It feels good. I think, and I, I don't know. I feel really happy about it. So I guess I'm a buy too. Double buy. <clears throat> Fantastic Four number one. Next up is Captain America number two by Donnie Coates and Lanille Francis Yu with inks by Jerry Langland and Lanille Francis Yu. Colors, Sunny Go. Letters, Joe Caramagna. Thought we'd keep reading this for a bit. I feel like this 
doesn't really say anything that the first issue didn't already say or imply. Um, it just sort of feels like a delay issue. The only thing is kind of a hook at the end. Feels pretty empty to me. I mean, it's a problem. I think that number twos are harder than number ones. Number twos are the, I, I think it is number twos and threes. And I, I, I try and I, I think everyone has a different metric for like, is this a book I'm going to read every issue as it comes out? Or am I just going to wait for the trade? Because most modern comics are written for trades. They're written mm-hmm. in five or six issue arcs. You know, you're not going to get a two issue or one issue story for most books. Some books do function that way, but most don't. And I think I had that thought as, as I was reading. I was like, this feels a little... I would say it's not nearly as egregious as that Black Panther book that had uh, no. half 14 pages of TIE fighting uh, in it. It was it was egregious TIE fighting, yes. And I mean, the action scenes in Black Panther were not too different from this, but it had a lot of heady, dense narration that was running concurrent with the, the fighting mm-hmm. to where there was reason and you had to really pay attention to both the action because that was, you know, that's the popcorn. That's the fun of it. But really think about what is being said. And I think that Coates is doing that and maybe even the same thing in, in the aforementioned uh, new Black Panther book. Mm -hmm. But, it's just, it's not as effective? I don't know. Like, it just... I don't know if he had more to say then, but this... I don't even like to say phoned in. It just feels like... It just feels like a delay. It feels like not enough content that we knew all of this last issue. I th- that That was my take. I'm like, I don't need to see more nuke fighting fucking ever. Well... I mean, he's Not fighting. Ever, ever. He's fighting a nuke army at this point, so you're gonna get until that's I, over. It's probably more of it. I know, but I was sick of it before seeing this, and so now I'm just gonna be inundated with this shit. Um, our, our, hey, Eric. Yeah, our, our boys. I'm familiar with our boys. Thank you. I, I, I think nothing you've said is wrong. I still think I like this book, and I still recommend it. I want this book to succeed um, because I I believe in Ta-Nehisi Coates um, and I want this to be a really remarkable uh, and noteworthy um, Captain America book. This is nowhere near as good as issue one. I don't think that it quite lives up to the promise of that. That being said, it, it's not really fair to judge a whole arc based on i don't know this the second issue of four or five issues you know it in context it'll probably seem better but i'm already leaning very heavily towards by the trade than by the issue i kind of like the i think this book does what you hinted at what you said earlier about coats layering things in here with Mm-hmm. action scenes i think one i think there's i'm really the thing that intrigues me out of this book and what i think tips me over into saying just straight up by 
Uh, aside from, I, I'm also a sucker for Lino Francis Yu. I will buy mostly, almost anything he he draws. I really like his style. Um, the stuff of the Cosmic Cube, and the fact that it would be really easy, and I don't think anyone would care, because everyone has kind of already gone, oh, Secret Empire, What's, well, you don't have to act like that happened. We can just pretend. But Coates, is, Coates and you are confronting that. And they're making that a part of the story. And and, and uh, Kovic, the little girl, she appears multiple times in this book. And I'm not – that's not an accident. I don't I don't think that I, – I, I think I would criticize Coates' pacing at times, how he writes. But I don't think that anything that is in his comics is incidental. I think he makes purposeful choices. And I think the presence of Kovic and – I I don't know. I – I am sensing a, a, uh, that this book will be a better Secret Empire than Secret Empire ever was, and I'm that's intriguing to me because again, I think we cover that in in that in that in that episode where we're like, this is comic books bad. It has a lot of interesting ideas in it, but every single step along the way, it, the execution was terrible. Um, I think this book, it, looking back and confronting those things, will probably because Coates is, I don't know, I think better equipped to write intelligently about political issues, even in the guise of Captain America, I think this book could do a much better job, and I'm still really interested in that. Still think it looks great. I'm just a buy. Mm. I'm hesitant to say buy because the structure of this one... I don't know. That was what I really liked about Black Panther, is we got we got Coates' intellectual writing, and this, this feels more like he's comfortable with what he thinks a comic book writer is and it feels less like that i don't know i'm hesitant i think it is a good book to buy and support and i think despite my misgivings on this issue things will be fine so i'm gonna say that i'm uh buy with a three on the mush meter okay that's about where i'm at Double buy, much meter 1.5, you average it out. Our next book is Leviathan, number one. Uh, created by Lehman and Patara, written in letter by John Lehman, art by Nick Patara, colors Michael Garland. Some kind of book, huh? Yeah, it's some kind of book. I, it's, I, it has a big giant monster, mm-hmm. big kaiju monster, Breeze Fire. I, I'm, hey, I like those things. Yes. I like that. Uh, it has a, but multiple things of this thing come up, and I go, oh, uh, hmm, eh, really? Is it, I guess this is what I mean. I'm not. It feels like it's not like it's like accidental. I think they wanted the book to be like that. I just don't know. It, it multiple things came up and said, oh, this is not the book for me. Mm-hmm. The Donald Trump stuff, and then the bit with the lady at the end, his girlfriend. You mean she, where she dies and then her tits fall out? <laughs> all of yeah, all of that. That that because that's that's what happens. That's definitely what happens. And then her, I don't know. If she's actually dead because her her hand. She does a little hand twitch thing. I think she's she's covered in a building's worth of rubble. So maybe she's a zombie. That, maybe the occult thing that raised. I don't. Again, it's that. That's a. I feel like the book is going for all this campy nonsense. Like it wants to be that. Um, there's not a shortage of kaiju books anymore. 
I can there's I think three out right now, maybe three, counting this one, maybe four even. I might be getting wrong, something wrong, but there's no shortage of them. And I the humor in this one is just not not what I want. I don't need like the Stoner Kaiju book, which is which is what this feels like to me. It feels very much like a slacker Jay and Silent Bob Kevin Smith version of a kaiju mm-hmm. story. And I, I think Nick Tatar's art is very colorful and garish and weird, and I like that sometimes. Not yeah. not today. I actually really enjoy the look of this book. Um I don't know. It's weird and it's big and I think it's fun. Um this is not a good comic book, but I don't know. On some level, I take some some enjoyment from it, but it's still not a good comic book. This is a book that you get because you're drawn to this art. I think the story is bad as it is, is more or less an afterthought. This is this is a book you get if you like watching monsters kill people, which I've definitely known folks that that was a thing that they would enjoy. Like, I don't want to feel things about characters. I just want to watch characters die. I, I'm a do not buy and Leviathan, everyone. I, I can easily pass on it as well. It's weird and not a thing I really need more of in my life. So I'm going to have to agree with you there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so double do not buy and Leviathan, number one. Next up is The Seeds, number one, by Ann Nascenti and David Aha. That's it. Nobody else. Mm-hmm. It's... There's a there's an aha in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Dark Horse's Burger Books. Karen Berger, her as new editor of this imprint at Dark Horse, and David Aha's first real big creator own work since Haw- Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. With Anasenti, who wrote some some of my favorite old Daredevil books back in the day. This book is strange. Yes, it is. Um, it also looks like a late 90s, early aughts sort of look. It reminds like, me of the nightly news, except it looks it, it, well, it looks better, but it, it is, does look better. It is. Which I think we even compared the nightly news to David Aha, didn't we? I think I, I think I did compare that to David Aha, but this yeah, is. I think it's a, a comparison that we would have made. But Aha's a better artist than yeah than hickman i um i don't think i care for this really yeah um what what don't you like it's not overly bad um i don't know the storytelling is strange and i think the sort of general thrust of it i think is seems like it's kind of obfuscated in a lot of i don't know it 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 feels like a lot of noise compared to the signal if you know what i mean um i don't hate it but i fall flat on it i don't feel any particular emotion or like i'm not compelled by these characters i don't particularly like the characters i don't particularly like the world um i do think it's interesting the way the story's told in that it it's very kind of i don't know some of some of the information it gives us and some of it you have to like learn stuff from like the, the context of what they're saying. I, I, it's not bad storytelling, but I don't particularly, I don't particularly want to exist in this. 
I don't know. I like it. What well, what is what is the value to it for you? Like I I don't know that I want to read this weird grim dark like black and white story about like weird like no tech zones and aliens. oh we killed the planet and aliens then there's collecting, an alien aliens collecting yeah. human stuff. Um, I like I like how it looks. I like it's strange. It's really weird and. I am. I I think you're right in describing. It looks like like early aughts or mid. You mm-hmm. know it because it looks like it has that same style. But it's Aha in his design and drawing and art. All his 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 skills are top notch, and he knows how to lay out pages really well. I like nine grid pages. I think this thing is strange and weird and. It reminds, I mean, frankly, it reminds me of a Hickman book in more than just the art. It, I mm-hmm. think, it it is obtuse and it is telling its story. Like, there's very little stuff in here that isn't just straight up dialogue. The, yeah, there, it is. It it is letting the art and the and the characters' uh, speech tell the story, and it doesn't mm-hmm. ever feel. I don't think it ever feels clunky. I never feel like, oh, this feels like an info dump. It feels very much like these characters are just talking to each other. Um in this strange weird world with the 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 mo- the bee motifs and the walls and aliens and it, it i don't know it is strange as hell but i like it and i like i'm i get we read so many comic books that just hit you over the head with everything like feel they're like here this means something make sure you notice this and once we get these books that are usually written by by written or are created by veteran artists and writers. You know, your Warren Ellis's, your Jonathan Hickman's, your Anna Senti's and David Aha's who have worked in comic books for 20 or 30 years. They they have a confidence in both Aha's ability to show you the right things in the art and Senti's confidence in her dialogue and portrayal of the characters. And I'm not saying I don't think this is perfect, but I like it a lot, and I'm on board. I'm I'm a buy. To me, this reads very much like the pretentious art school mess that Nightly News was, and I don't like it for that. You know, I've already been a pretentious art school mess. I'm ready to move on. Um, this is this is not this is not bad. It's interesting enough. I mean, and it's not that I'm not interested in seeing this project that that David Aha has seen fit to dedicate his time to, and it's not that I can't see some uh, some good in it, some joy in it. But I would I would read this book if after all of it came out and someone like yourself said, "Hey, this is worth reading." Based on this issue, I would. I'm not interested in number two. I don't give a shit about what any of these characters are interested in or care about or just like i i could care less i don't know any of their names or care about anything that they like nothing has convinced me to pick up issue two here so i'm i'm just as fine just not looking at it again so, so it's we'll just, be reading it's not for me we'll be reading every issue for hey man ever we're not going to do that unless it's a you, slow you, week. Um, you can you can do what you can do what you want, boss. 
I'll hate, I'll just complain I, about it. I, that's I hate that's when, that that that's my. Uh, that's a very southern. That's a passive. That people talk about the Midwest being passive aggressive, but the south, southerners have the same thing, and that boss thing is the t- number one way. <laughs> Whenever someone calls you boss and they're southerner, that's not a compliment. <laughs> I don't think that's how I meant it, bro. I know you don't. Not in this case, but it reminds me of work at my old job of. Co- contractors calling me boss I'm like, and, and i'm just shop help and i'm like please don't call me boss just tell me what you need that's a split decision on the season number one lastly is sandman universe number one with story by neil gaiman written by M. Cy spurrier cat howard nalo hopkinson dan waters illustrated by bill key evely tom fowler dominique domo stanton max fumara and Sebastian Fumara colors by Matt Lopez, letters Simon Boland, with a bunch of covers as well. So, Eric, whenever some Sandman comes around, my first thought is to you. Yep. Your first thought is, oh joy, I'm going to make Eric read this. Exactly. I want to know what you think. Uh, they, noted, should call, they should call this Sandman colon hot mess. Noted Swamp Thing fan Neil Gaiman. Uh, yep. is is has created a story for this has not written the comic book which is probably for the best because it would take eight months for us to get it yeah they they, they had to take that uh take that away from him so this is gonna this is a a big after this there will be four new series springing from this with all these writers and artists i assume going their own separate ways and chasing these stories from this story this the sandman story from different angles um, this is a hot mess, you say? <sighs> I, um, I mean, it's okay. It, it doesn't, it doesn't read as identifiably Sandman to me. I mean, this is basically a zero issue mm-hmm. for four concurrent series that are about to happen. Mm-hmm. If I'm, if I'm reading this, this is. A, 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 a goofy frame story about a reboot of what is this books of magic some character that i don't know um a story about lucifer turning from david bowie into jesus and what was this fourth one yeah fourth one is it about this new orleans thing i th- i think so yes i'm i mean i'm not altogether uninterested in what they're trying to do here and I like the idea of like, let's tell more Sandman stories. And I mean, why not hand it off to new people? But I don't know. Like, are you trying to sell me this dumb zero issue? I don't know. I'm here. here. I'm, I'm conflicted. Okay. Do you want to, do you want to say what you want to say? Or do you want me to finish finish your thought? Finish your thought. I, I am conflicted because I am angry at this issue for the things that like just sound weird or clunky or just aren't working for me but i'm walking away from it fairly interested in at least some of the story that they're presenting here and the books that they're teasing so i guess good job I don't I think this is not, I don't think this is good. 
I think it looks. I think it looks absolutely gorgeous. All the different artists do a great job. Um, and I think having the same colorist for all of them gives it a certain, I don't know, a connective tissue, so that their the the jump between styles is not drastically shocking or mm-hmm. distasteful or whatever. Um, I don't. I I I don't. You you asked the question just now. Why are they? Why is this exist? Um, that is my question. And and here, every time I'm going to read something new in the Sandman universe, including Sandman universe number one, I'm going to ask the question: Does this need to exist? We read all of Sandman. It it had ups and downs. It ended, and ultimately was a a very good comic book that fulfilled a very particular need at the time. And was novel and interesting and clever at the time. I don't, I'm not going to, I don't care about any, this is not, this book did not convince me that any of these four titles needed to exist. I am not connected so deep. I like, I'm not the Sandman fan you are. Mm -hmm. I am. I've definitely read a lot of Sandman Apocrypha at this point. You know, uh, many of the artists that like Jill Thompson, I've read a lot of her goofy shit. Um, There's I have basically always been hungry for it. And I think I am literally their audience here, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But this this particular book is a miss. And and maybe we'll read some of those other books. But frankly, if I'm going to want, if I want something right now that feels like Sandman, I'm going to go read Wicked and Divine because I feel like it's the same thing, but its story hasn't been finished yet. Its story hasn't been told. Sandman's already, Morpheus had a whole arc, all those characters, so many characters in the Sandman universe, all of them felt like their story was done. And this feels like, no, there's more. We own this. We own this intellectual property. We must. How much money does Neil Gaiman need for us to make? to make more of this oh he gets paid for okay then he'll he's on board he doesn't even have to do much just makes up a story and then other writers do all the work i i I, it looks beautiful i don't care about any of the things happening in this it's not it does not propel me to want to read any of those other books um i'm gonna do not buy i'm i'm not i'm definitely not a buy on this book i am very much compelled to see what happens um one of my biggest things about the Sandman universe is I was really left unsatisfied with uh, stories about Daniel, about the new Sandman. Mm -hmm. And anything that I have read, nothing has really felt right. So I think I'm still waiting for my new Sandman story. And I'm very hopeful that this story about him leaving the dreaming i mean it makes me think about you know that first book of sandman where he's gone from the dreaming for 80 years and um it makes me think about destruction leaving his domain so it it feels it i'm compelled there's enough in here that i want to see the next books but this one I don't know that I exactly want to throw it in the trash, but I would not give anyone a nickel for it. So what does that mean? I'm a I'm a I'm a do not buy, but I'm on this issue, but the rest I want to see where it goes. Okay. 
It's a double do not buy. It. Sandman Universe number one. That'll do it for us for floppies this week. Uh, there'll be more next time. I promise. Don't worry. I was worried. Don't, don't, don't. There's many things to worry about in this life. More comic books is not the, never one of them. There will always be more. We can move on to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show where Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to the past couple weeks, about nerdy things, about news, about anything we want to talk about. Eric, how are you? I'm well. How's it going? It goes. What have you, What do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, I will do this forever. You cannot. Well, you did not. You do. You just uh, you can't do the opposite and then say whatever. Uh, so, hey, buddy. Hey. I've uh, watched a lot of Japanese wrestling. It's pretty good. It is. It is very good. Mm-hmm. I just watched some today. So did as did I. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about it? Um. Yeah, I think that's fine. We can talk about the end of the G1 Climax. Um, yeah. Some spoilers if you haven't watched, if you haven't caught up. Um, but this will be mm-hmm. – by the time this is out, it's been two days. I'm not going to yep. – you have 24 hours basically. So here's – if mm-hmm. wait until you hear non-Japanese wrestling names uh, probably 10 minutes <laughs> from now and then <laughs> chime back in. Did you watch anything? I, I only watched um... – I only watched the climax. Do you want to talk about the other matches? Uh, you mean about the the end of the tur- the tournament final? Mm-hmm. And the final uh, today's block. It was like four hours with all the all the other content. Yeah, they they the G one final the G one finals always they have you know because everyone else is done they will always put them in tag matches or special mm-hmm. feature matches exhibition matches. You got to have some openers to warm up the crowd, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, Rey Mysterio wrestled, and I really did want to stop and watch that Rey Mysterio match, but it was it was fun. It, it is it a lot of the time. All these tag matches are doing are setting up future singles matches. Yeah, they are. They're what was they are clues what was gonna, uh, basically. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, what was the the he wrestled with Tana and. Um, uh, Liger, who I'd not seen before. What was that? Where was that match in? Was that in the G1 or was that earlier? Because I watched Dominion recently too. When was that match? When did that match happen? That was at the G1 special, I believe. Okay. The, in San Francisco? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good God. Rey Mysterio is amazing. <laughs> I, he has got, I don't know what he's done to make his knees work uh, at his age. So he's been I, wrestling I, since he was 14 years old, I think. He was fucking born to do that. That dude is fucking incredible. Like, there was some part where he just straight up jumped onto, like, fucking Liger or Tana's shoulders or did something crazy like that. I just the the crazy athleticism of that man. I but, swear to God. But he, he had a showdown uh, with Okada, which I assume they will be wrestling at the next U.S. show in in L.A., I believe it's in L.A. or Long Beach, one of the two, um, which is Long Beach is close enough to L.A. anyway. But I believe that that was just a way to set up Okada versus Rey Mysterio. And Rey Mysterio is rumored that after this fall, he will be back in the WWE. So this will be the last of him on the in the non-WWE universe for a long while, mm-hmm. I assume. But who knows? Um, like those in those tag matches are always they're all they're like they're like appetizers. They're like, here. You're going to watch uh, Los Ingobernables wrestle 
Suzuki Goon, and that's to say, hey, Nato, Naito has lost twice in a row to Zack Sabre Jr. They're gonna probably have a feud, and we'll see what happens. You know, they that that's really interesting to see where Sabre is going in New Japan. He just recently really committed to them. Um, that opens up also past possibilities for uh, Sonata and Evil against um, Killer Elite Squad or Suzuki himself. All the like, there's a lot of you know. That's why these factions exist mm. in New Japan. They are ways to inv- create feuds and involve a lot of different wrestlers with other wrestlers, and to have these big tag matches that make sense. And it's a really interesting system that I really like. Um, it it works out really well. I mean, I came into it very much in the middle, and the uh, the whole Cody Kenny thing. Mm-hmm. I thought was outrageously effective. Fucking Cody Rhodes is great as a villain. He looks like the biggest douchebag that has ever lived. He's yeah, he's he's a great heel. He is. He's amazing. He's fucking he's goddamn great. Zack Sabre Jr. I think similarly, like the fucking way that guy moves is just nuts. But like, I just want him dead. Like he's, I fucking take one look at him and hate his guts. He's 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 I you, yeah you sent me that tweet the other day about oh yeah your thoughts on Zack Saber Jr. and yeah everyone there's there is a much a very big love and hate camp of Zack Saber Jr. because oh yeah he is skinny he's yes. a, and he's a, he's he's a heavyweight but he's skinny and people are like I don't buy it I don't buy yeah. him and I don't buy his submissions I'm like I. He's so novel. No one does anything like he does. No one's like him. I I get it completely. I hate his guts, and that means he's really doing his job. Mm-hmm. Like, I fucking hate Brian Cage and his stupid shit, but, like, I kind of think that's what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. That's his whole job, is for me to fucking hate him. And then you have, and but uh, I mean, they're, they've done a really good job of packaging Zack Sabre Jr. for Japan. They have Taka Mishinyuku get cutting promos for him mm-hmm. in Japanese mm-hmm. before matches, and then Sabre himself cuts promos in English, and it invokes like weird British bands that I've never heard of, and also insults Naito because Naito looks good in a hat and he doesn't. <laughs> That's what he said, literally, one of his promos against when I think the first time he was facing Naito, he's like, I I hate Naito. He looks good in a hat. And I don't look good in hats. I hate it. <laughs> I think that was New Japan Cup this year, earlier in the that's, that's April or something. Um, that's fucking I, let's, let's, we're gonna We are about to record another whole podcast about Japanese wrestling, so let's not get too long yep. on this. Um, we, get, we, we can talk about the finals. Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi. Ugh. I was upset by that match. Why? Because you wanted uh, Kota to win? I, I did want Kota to win. I feel I did really like that moment with um like like Tana like really kind of almost like awkwardly hover handing over Kota, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know, like and 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 Kota like getting upset and storming out. I really did think that you know they're going to do that sportsman thing that when when uh, two good guys are facing off that they're going to shake hands or something like that and i like that coda is just upset from losing and storms out okay. like, i thought that was far more interesting 
no, and that's the it's the those the those little subtle things. But Tanahashi having Shibata as his corner man, they're we're going to talk about their history in about an hour from now. But mm, mm. the that was really I I Tanahashi is such a great pro wrestler, and and I think he embodies pro wrestling more than anyone currently, especially. I don't think anyone represents like the genre of pro wrestling more than Hiroshi Tanahashi right now. And now even as a, and I like him more now as in the aging veteran that is holding on to his spot in the, his spot, refusing mm-hmm. to, to, to go down even as his body is breaking down. I like him mm-hmm. more now than I ever have. And I wanted, I wanted Ibushi to win because I wanted Ibushi to get oh, Kenny yeah. to have a Wrestle Kingdom match. But at the end of the day, go Ace. I don't care. I want Ta- Tanahashi can be there forever. He's special. I di- from from that perspective, like I do like because I I I felt that too. You know that they're trying to show that he still has his place there, but it still I don't know. It didn't feel. It didn't feel big enough. I don't know. I, I he can he can do a crossbody off of the fucking <laughs> top rope as many times as he wants. I it that, didn't it when, did it did not feel big enough when it when he I don't when he did that when he went up for the third time at the end of the match. <laughs> it it worked on me. It worked on me. I guess that uh, we'll 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 have to we'll have to talk more about that. Mm-hmm, we will. But um, I, so I I I'm not there. I'm not there yet with Tanahashi. It's it is a it is it's a thing with baby faces. It's a mm-hmm. it's it's a very precious like heels are. It's we'll talk, again. We're about to do a, a serial fanatics podcast. There's there's about, a lot more. You'll you'll hear plenty. We'll talk about this a lot is of the that teaser stuff for it. It is the teaser. So in about I don't know, probably in three weeks time that will be out. Um, I might push it out in two weeks. Um, anything else you want to talk about, Eric? Oh, gosh. What the hell else have I done? I can't think of anything else at the moment. It's been busy times, I think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I've been revising my my late, my I don't know, my, not my latest book, a book, an older book, I guess, a manuscript. And that is hell. <laughs> Yeah, I always enjoyed um like editing stuff. It's it's like writing except like you're less dumb. Yeah, it's more of the this the over and over and over. The repetition is just mm-hmm. it's starting to drive me a little bit crazy. But that that's I've been doing that. I've been working a lot, many, many hours on that. But in between, I played some No Man's Sky. Yeah, I've um I've heard about the patches to that. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Uh, so I bought. I had the game when it first came out. I got it the day it was released. Um, I did not expect what everyone, I, what a lot of people expected out of it, which was something a video game that changed the world or something. Uh, yeah. I I enjoyed my time with it. Then I thought I got my money's worth when it first came out. Um, in the intervening, it's two years later, and they just patched it with the next patch is what they call it and now they'll be they're doing weekly content updates on it now uh before this they've been doing they've been every quarter or so they drop a big thing um that is a any i don't know what i'm sure people will still complain about it because of course they will but people love to complain i I liked it before and i i like it 
more now. There's more. Mm-hmm. There's more to it. Just so much more to it. There's there's just it is it is still janky at times. Um, I excuse that with games this large, where you are visiting dozens yeah. and dozens and dozens of planets, going on many, many different kinds of spaceships, interacting with thousands of different things. It is still the the, the there's more there's more story, which I think a lot of people are complaining about initially. There's way more story. There's there's still not a lot of tutorials, which I think is a, my only legitimate complaint. Is sometimes I want to do something. And I'm like, I don't know how to do it. I guess I'm going to go to the wiki because I don't know any other – I'm not going to just try a thousand different things. But aside from that, it – I think it, it looks nicer. It runs better. And there's just so many fun things to do and explore. And it's my game right now where if I want to watch a YouTube video or listen to a podcast – I will play that and just kind of wander around planets, jump from planet to planet, catalog weird giant monster things, whatever. Um, take on there's so much, so much interesting things. There's the they've really expand all the all these little base systems were there, but they've really expanded on them and and given them a lot more nuance and choices, which I think a lot of people just that's what they want. They just want to be able to say, I can do it this way, this way, this way, or this way. I don't have, I can play however I want. And this game really allows that. You can also play with your friends if you want to. You can invite people and play in the same universe together. Um, it's good. It was, I, I thought it was good, quote unquote, when it started. Um, because I just, it wasn't anything more than water around planets and, you know, look at stuff. This is that, but. 10 times. There's just so much more stuff there. Um, I also, quick note, went to the Edmonton Folk Fest. Did you listen to the Battle of the Gentle Bands? Uh, I mean, we only saw a handful of bands. Um, we we didn't see every... There's There were thousands of... I don't know, thousands, hundreds of bands there, and thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Um, we picked and choose our spots. We went to the bands we wanted to see. Um, it's a weird, it, we'd never been before. Um, it's very popular, especially yesterday. It was super crowded and it was rainy. So it wasn't very pleasant. We ended up cutting out early because we didn't want to sit in the rain for hours. Uh, uh, it, what was that? You remember that venue we went to, to see, um, the Rev and everyone was sitting that the one in Tampa, North Tampa, that venue. North Tampa? I think it was. I think it was North. I might not have. I might not have gone no, to that. You, you I don't were, remember. You were. You were there. It was like a roadhouse, something roadhouse or something like that. Oh, and you're Gary, not talking. Gary got got <laughs> chided by some at, dude because he was dancing at Skippers. Is Skippers. What you're talking that's about. Us. Yes, Skippers. Yeah, that's Skippers Smokehouse is what you're thinking smokehouse. of. Smokehouse. I was thinking of the word house. Um, yeah. It's like you can't stand up. You you're not supposed to at least. I don't like sitting music venues. It, I I understand it in for some of these bands. Some of them are like gentle folk music. Yeah, and I'm t- I understand. Yeah, I sit for that. That's it's not dancing music, so that's fine. But then we're listening to music that is definitely dancing music, and everyone's just sitting. Mm-hmm. And it's I i was i've been i've learned that this has been its way since it started, which is many 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 years ago 
so it's I, it's a matter of tradition at this point. I am I don't I I've seen a, a, some sound reasons for why, but I've also seen seen lots of people complain about it every yeah. So I don't know. It's just it's strange, like to see to to like to see just a l- field. Uh, it's a hill. It slopes up, which is the only co- the only actual reason I've seen it. Like logical reason is like it's a hill. We don't people standing up and then falling down. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a big front area that is all flat, and people get there early and stake out a spot with a with a tarp, and then you are that's theirs all day. And you're like, well, I so I have to get here at eight in the morning if I want to be up front for a band I really like. Eight in the morning for a, a and a band on I go until nine o'clock at night. Yep. I'll pass on that um there are quote-unquote dance areas on the very very sides that you can dance in which are very small and have a terrible view of the stage it's it's like a free speech zone on a (laughs) on an army campus it's it's a very strange thing i don't know if i'd want to go back honestly unless i don't know i saw that i you know the suburbs were there and i always enjoy seeing them um i i have never they're they're very good live. They it really communicates their their, their weirdness, their their ability, their multi instrument mm-hmm. ability, which is the yeah. thing that I like the most about them. And all their songs about drowning, which they have many, and horrible murders. <laughs> that too. That's 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 Fucking all I got. Bunch of gets. I I remembered a thing that I was Uh-oh. going to tell you about. Oh, what happened? I went to SmackDown Live. Oh right, you did. Yeah. How was how did you enjoy all the chanting? Uh, yeah, it was okay. It was some pretty okay chanting. <laughs> you saw AJ Styles wrestle people? I know that. He wrestled Shinsuke Nakamura. Was it a real match, or did someone get hit in the balls again? I can't remember if he went for a low blow or not. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm not too bothered by that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's interesting... You know, because we watched some matches of AJ and Shinsuke, and it's interesting seeing the roles reversed. Um, I mean, I think the real thing that stuck out was the fucking, like, incredible promo that Samoa Joe cut. Uh, Did you ever watch it? Like, on YouTube or anything? I I saw, yeah, I saw, I am very cut not not into WWE at the moment but I did mm-hmm. watch the I watched the Joe promo because Samojo is the best promo they have right now. Yeah, he was like I cuz you mean I don't want to say you introduced me to him but I went to NXT with you. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing he was the champion at the time and I was like well, who the fuck's this guy? Samoa Joe. This is stupid. Like why do I care about this little fucking guy? And like I I didn't get it. And like the guy fucking has presence, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I, I wasn't buying the bullshit he was selling then, but like that was like a really convincing mix of like fact and fiction that it was very good and very interesting. For those that don't know, it was a long speech about how AJ Styles' family is essentially rooting for him to lose because he's on the road all the time. 
and away from them and how they're rooting against him. It was just so incredibly well done. The guy is outrageously talented. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of fun stuff. I, uh, I like what they're doing with the women wrestlers in particular. Like I even, when, when is that, um, that pay-per-view? Are you following that at least? The women's, Mm, the entire women's pay-per-view? We shouldn't get started. I have, (laughs) I have feelings. Mostly (laughs) negative at this point. Not anything against well, the women wrestlers because I think they're I they're I like a lot of them and that's generally the problem is that they're there's that's what I'm saying they're yeah. they're 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 very good that's mm-hmm. I I have but, issues with how they're written how they're portrayed yes, who Vince chooses as their champions how they're 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 it's a complicated thing I I make no bones about it but I'm glad that they're getting a chance to showcase their abilities and they're getting paid well, which is, I think, the greatest thing coming out of it is that women's wrestlers, women wrestling and women's wrestlers is getting respect and they're getting paychecks um, much higher than they used to, even on the independency, because people respect women's wrestling now because WWE said so, which if nothing else comes out of it, at least there's that. (laughs) I told you. I have feelings. It's dangerous when that happens. You have some little fee-fees. I got my feelies. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about how to read Nancy, Eric? Seems like a thing to do. We should do that before it gets too late in the day. So, that's it for checking in week, and move on to our final segment. It's time for Nerbo Book Club. Nerbo Book Club is a part of the show where Eric and I will assign a longer collected work and discuss it in depth like you would a book in a book club, except it is a comic book. And... I, this is one of those ex- weeks that we make an exception, sort of. It is about comic books or comic strips about comics. However, you want to, however you like to delineate between a comic strip and a comic book, there it is it's still comics, uh, and it is an a recently a Eisner Award winning book slash. Com- I mean, there are comics in it, so I don't, I don't, it's, 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 it is How to Read Nancy by Paul Karasik and Mark Newgarden, where it is a little bit of a biography, and largely a complete breakdown of a single Nancy comic strip, analyzing literally everything about it, and giving context, and they, they, every chapter in this book, after the biography, is a a hundred pages of analyzing every jot and fucking tittle mm-hmm. it is in that shit it is 43 chapters of of every single thing of, of this one single three panel comic strip of nancy from 1959 august 8th 1959 and Using that, extrapolating out, talking about Nancy in general, about comics and comic strips in general, about art in general, not even just comics in general. Like ever, like they talk about westerns. They talk about there's just so about the very basic, like basic basis of conflict in art. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So Eric, it's you, goddamn book. It is. I. I, I I, I, you, uh, you texted me and said, I, this is not what I expected. What did you expect? I expected something that was, was readable, like, uh, uh, fucking, um, 
understanding comics, honestly. I wasn't expecting a fucking medical textbook about a goddamn autopsy. <laughs> is, that, is that how you would describe this, an autopsy? Yes, this is a medical textbook about a comic strip autopsy. It was 100%. I did not come into this with that thought, but that is, that is I think, a very good way to describe this book. I I definitely, the, the person who wrote this is people. clearly very smart. What word did you say? I said people. There's, there's two people, ah, two dudes. Forgive me. The team that worked on this is obviously very smart folk. But at a certain point, I think just it's, I don't know. I learned stuff in here. But I nearly injured myself rolling my fucking eyes at some of this shit. It's just fucking superfluous at a certain point. Like, I I, I just... Ugh. <laughs> that makes me... Oh, this delights me so much hearing you. Um, I really like it. I like things about it. Like, I think that... that like there's some uh, the, certainly when we get into you know the parts at the end talking about print and things like that like i i i didn't know what a fucking binday machine was i was delighted to learn that shit mm -hmm. you talk about like old style production like i think that's fun and fascinating you know it was definitely a joy to learn some of that stuff but like do we really need this this chapter on on the fence? I mean, really? It's just insane. I here, Eric, this is my my thoughts. Some total as a person who spends a lot of time, a lot of their free time analyzing minutia that the artists themselves probably didn't think more than once or twice about. Mhm. Mm and I put way more time than they ever did into those thoughts as someone who does that quite a bit oftentimes with you yep i find this inc very it is dry don't get me wrong about that oh yeah it is very dry but i find this endlessly fascinating i find i, I like the chapter about the fence i like the chapter about the leaky spigot i like the chapter about the pistol grip nozzle i like the chapter about Nancy's hair, uh, his and his his inking. I mm -hmm. I I think all that stuff is incredibly fascinating. I think I'm I'm glad this one in Eisner. I I think it it is not for everyone because most people will start and then go, no, I'm not gonna finish this. They will because they will react like you did and go, really, fence. We're gonna talk about horizontal oh, lines. I still read that shit. I know you did, but I'm saying that most people, when they quit before that, it wouldn't take that long, I think. Um, I, 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 I do, I think that Ernie Bushmiller intended all of this stuff. Right. Delivered. I mean, at a certain point, like, all his fucking shadows look, that, look like that. He's not trying to fucking convey high fucking noon. Are you goddamn retarded? <sighs> it's just so... <laughs> Is so much dumb shit in here, like wrapped in intellectual fucking horse shit, <laughs> and 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 like that is the thing that I can't stand about fucking smart people, 
when they try and convince you of something that is literally bullshit. And there's there is a lot of very good stuff in here. Don't get me wrong. As mad and animated as I am right now, I would actually read this again more casually, maybe even a couple of times, because there is some very smart, thoughtful shit in here, particularly like the indexes at the or the appendices at the back. There was wonderful stuff in there. I really want to read the. 25 or 30 pages of four words what the fuck uh which i skipped this time i yeah i i started the forward and immediately as soon as they said oh i don't like modern comics i'm like i don't need to read this goodbye (laughs) i don't read comic books i'm like oh well i don't need to read this then i guess (laughs) bye-bye i have actual book to read not your bad forward whoever you are like i i picked this up and i'm like okay this is a really dense forward this is a second really dense forward this is a third really dense forward and then I'm like, where's the book? And I'm like, holy shit, this is this is just what this book is. Just in horror looking at this book. It was it was just just terrifying to see this unfold in front of me. And and to be fair, a lot of these chapters aren't covering they they like the book has appearance of like, oh, every chapter is breaking down this very specific thing about this mm-hmm. s- this comic strip. But oftentimes it's just an excuse to to blow out and talk about the greater development of that in comics, about how that works in comics in general. Not necessarily, oh look, it's so meaningful. It's more like here's mm-hmm. how we de- how this like in the yeah, in the teens they were figuring this stuff out. No one knew how this all worked. By the time this comic strip out, they kind of figured some of this stuff out. So that's it became standard. Like the thing you're mm-hmm. talking about, the shadow. Like it's more just like it was that that was an interesting I don't think the shadows mean much of anything in this no. comic strip, but I do think it's just there to ground the characters. Come on, exactly. But the 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 little talk about tips of the trade and how cartoonists would trade, like the how the uh, the the joke about as soon as a cartoonist loses his job, what would he do? He'd sell a trading course to another cartoonist. Like Mm -hmm. that's that's a I find that funny. And the 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 development of like yeah, one of those things is they talk about drop shadows. I'm like okay, that's got it. One of my biggest problems with this and all this information is this book. I mean, it's meant to be some kind of guide that I do not know a single artist that would benefit from this book. Oh, it's not for artists. I don't think it is. It is a wanky academic. Mm -hmm. Just this is to impress other academics. This is this this is like this is this is like one of those fucking like prog rock guitarists you know Mm -hmm. that 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 dresses like 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 someone's like affliction wearing stepdad with like highlights in his fucking hair like this is him releasing the i can play guitar better than you album that's what this is this is just like it's yangy momstein it is, yeah. It's a, it, it, it's, it's some Ingve right there. Um, I, I think you're right. <laughs> I, I agree. I think it is, it is wanky and pretentious. But and it's I, not for I, artists. I, I don't think any well, artist, any no, work, any I mean, wearing artist already knows. In, either right. they've learned it or they know this stuff intrinsically because they've practiced a lot. Practiced or fucking read comics. Like this is the kind of stuff that I mean. That was what was effective. 
about uh, uh, Scott McCloud's books because you don't even realize that you have that literacy. And then he explains it using it. And you're like, holy shit, this is like a revelation. This is this is a lot of text to talk about. It's telling about the showing. It is telling you know? about the showing. Like I, people write like big academic treatises like this mm-hmm. about Da Vinci paintings and Botticelli paintings and like very studied old works of art, mm-hmm. and it is an interesting thing um, to analyze and elevate this artist. And I do think that certainly Nancy has been in the zeitgeist the past couple of years, you know, people have been sharing Nancy comics and I think that they do have a weird, uh, longevity. So it's, it's timely that this is out. I, I don't know. It, it, it frustrates me that a book like this is going to win an award for comics. And I think this book is useless to any comic artist. I mean, well, that, it's not, that, that really is what I come back to. It's not for, it's, it's not here. Eric, here, let me sell you the book. Well, it won, it won an Eisner for, like, teaching or something. It did not win an mm-hmm. Eisner for best new series or something like that. It won an Eisner in their archival category or something. In one of those categories. You know, one of the – if it was an Oscar, it'd be the ones they give out before the show started. Mm-hmm. It's not one of the big, yay, best artist, best writer, whatever. So you're 100% right. This book is not for artists. It is for – it is for the – it is for – academics it is for the people who have a bunch of coffee table books it is for people who refer to comic books as graphic novels and and think comics are like they don't understand they think the word comics means this or superman here they haven't read scott mcleod they wouldn't know who that is they wouldn't know what understanding comics is probably they wouldn't they they think when they think of comic books they think of superman and batman and spider-man and whatever and then they think of graphic novels they have they have it set in their mind there's two different things of the 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 ones we and we make fun of them relentlessly on this podcast throughout its whole entire history we have been that is one topic we've been very firm on graphic novels are not are just comic books you don't have to that's not it's a made-up word um Mm -hmm. And it's for that type of people who don't understand the art of this and who are often maybe and maybe would in their circle of friends be hesitant to admit that they read comic books at all because comic books are not for civilized people. They're for the savages like you and me. And you give and I think that the fact that this book is about Nancy, a comic uh, and it is about and the thing I appreciate most about all of this is that it is very pretentious, and some of these chapters are – you're like rolling your eyes. You're like, okay. Ernie Bushmiller made thousands of comics in his career. I don't think he was thinking that deeply about how he drew a fence. He needed a fence to hide the hose. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But they they don't ever – I don't ever think they misrepresent Ernie Bushmiller. And I think they never misre- misrepresent the fact that to him – the most important thing was the gag and making a, a comic strip that made people laugh. Well, I mean, everything that you and I know about it, we learned from this book. So whatever it is that 
to say that we don't think he's being misrepresented like their our whole representation I, of him I, comes I, from them well I, I i have read nancy before i mean i, I get that like it's got strips in here mm -hmm. like i mean we know i'm not saying that it's i think like based on the way that these strips read i think he would fucking hate this book <laughs> i mean he probably would but i mean he's also long dead oh yeah well, not that long. Thirty plus years is pretty thirty-five ish. That's longer than 18. longer than I've been alive. So I would consider that a long time. You're just a young buck. I, not quite a youngin. Um, you could cut your facial hair into something stupid, and then you could be a young buck. That's part of their appeal. I know. I hate that. Go. <laughs> I love the bucks. They're they're they're, they're very talented. We're talking about wrestling again. We are. Fact, you can't help it. Hey, you can't help it. Sometimes these things just they come back around. Um, it's true. But I mean, it, the way they represent him is at odds with this book. They are not trying to represent the fact that he necessarily believed all these things about his comic strips. He probably went, oh, "I just wanted to make this gag work," and I figured out how. Mm -hmm. And. I, I think they are just saying, hey, this is us digging, 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 digging these into this thing and just pulling out the the most minute details. And mm -hmm. I, you're right in that it's pretentious, but sometimes I like pretentious. I like pretentious things from time to time, especially you're when gross, it is bro. about – especially when it the is truth about – truth comes out. I don't think I've ever hidden that from you. I think you're <laughs> – I think I've heard fairly – have you listened to my podcasts? I talked about. I listened I, to like basically all of them. Are I, you kidding? I talked about Homer's Enemy for two hours. That's a twenty-minute show. Uh, you don't shut up about it. I don't uh, think that. I think you were being pretentious. I don't think there's anything pretentious about that. About that episode. No, I am being pretentious. That's what I mean. Yes, that's different. Is it? I'm. I am occasionally fucking pretentious. I'm okay. sure. Okay. Well, I am pretentious, and I sometimes like pretentious things. And when it comes to academics and academic. Things like this, I will like them, even though, you know, I, if you asked me before, like, do you think a single strip of comic strip of Nancy would merit 100 pages of analysis? And I go, oh, that uh, seems like a lot, but I don't know. Well, considering the hundreds of thousands that's been written about the Mona Lisa, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a painting of an ugly woman with no eyebrows on a, on a chunk of wood, you know? Burn. Take that. Take that. Take that's. It's hard. Fine to, art. It's hard. I just think that I. I don't know. Non-artists waxing over the lives and minutia of artists is so frustrating to me. Mm -hmm. And I. I don't know. It. It. <sighs> Like, I don't think that everything that's come of, say, like, all the writing on the Mona Lisa, mm -hmm. like, I d d would Da Vinci agree with hardly any of it? Probably he would reject all of it just out of hand. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, I, well, at a certain point, it's insufferable, and it's too, I, I don't know. It's too focused and, and, and like, almost gimmicky. It, it just makes me fucking crazy. The people who like this kind of stuff that aren't me, if they see this in a bookstore and it says Eisner Award winning on the cover, mm -hmm. they'll pick this up maybe. 
and they'll read it or they'll get it as a gift, whatever. They'll read it and they'll under, they'll go, oh, that's and they like they probably like this kind of thing. And they'll go, oh, that's really interesting. I didn't know that there were this many levels in the construction of this art. I didn't realize that. It'll and it, and I think it changes your perspective. Like reading and understanding comics does. It re- it changes your perspective. You go, oh, that that's really the, uh, and there's things in here that I really I appreciate and I, that I I think go, oh, that's I didn't respect Nancy as much as I do now. I think it just it bothers me because like I think going before going in, before reading this, I didn't have to be told that the person who makes a thing thinks about something way the fuck more than the person that reads the thing. I mean, Eric. Like, I know that no one else fucking thinks that, but good God. There's there's many people who think like that. Oh, I'm aware. Okay. I, I know. I, I Those just, people are dumb, and they're not going to read this book. That's not necessarily true. You can change people's minds. You can make them respect things. It's possible. You don't have to ignore them out of hand. It's how you make comic book readers. It's how you convince people to read this and then read Sandman and then read Saga and then read Batman. That's the that's the flow chart. Uh, there's probably more steps in there, but that's off the top of my head. In decreasing order of pretentiousness. Yep, precisely. It's you gotta gotta ease them in. You gotta you wean them off yeah, of it. Yeah, you can't throw them in deep end right away. You gotta go look, Sammy and Neil Gaiman. You know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's respectable. <laughs> oh man, I'm having withdrawals on pretentiousness. Someone play a Radiohead album. I don't like Radiohead. I'll say that. I I have never listened to a whole one. I guess I should say. Um, but I imagine. I imagine, like, if you go to Amazon and see the also bought with, mm-hmm. like, it'll be this book, Daniel Klaus, a bunch of Radiohead albums, yeah, Daniel Daniel Klaus book, um, a Fleshlight. They don't sell those uh, on Amazon. Yeah, they do. Are you sure? I'm positive. I've looked them up before. Oh, okay, good to know. I've been, I've, I've had some lonely times in my life. I, I, and also, at the end of the day. This book goes uh, the is a book about that is admiring a very simple, simple but clever thing. Like this book, this comic strip in particular, and Nancy in general, they're they're simple. They're they're mm-hmm. sparse, and like the book, re, they they talk about that a lot about how simple these books these these comics are, how they're made up of this so of just simple line work of so few like inks of construction that is generally the plainest way possible i just think that it's kind of gross to take like i would argue yeah these comic strips are good and i i i still enjoy them i enjoy them more after learning more about the creator Mm -hmm. and understanding his philosophy like i think they did a wonderful job of presenting that but you don't have to try and convince me that every goddamn nancy strip is a little fucking precious haiku like it's goddamn ridiculous like i you can tell me his philosophy and tell me why he's an important artist like this is uh, it's just it's grotesque overkill i mean so is every nerd boy book club 
I really don't think so. <laughs> it's not grotesque. Sometimes, talking about sometimes. talking about a book for talking about five trades for half an hour. Really? I mean, we've the Watchmen episode might be pushing. The... We we talked about it for an hour and maybe fifteen minutes. I'm just saying that we are we're not nearly as as a person with the I I mean mm-hmm. I I have I I've read many literary a lot of literary criticism in my life and hey your mileage may vary results may vary some of it is bad and some of it is good and that is what this is I don't think it makes no it makes no bones about what it is uh, I think your distaste for it is just your distaste for things that are pretentious. <sighs> Really, I'm just mad. I had to look at that panel for a hundred pages. I, I like it. I still like it. I still like it, that that strip. It's, it's it is not a bad gag. It's a pretty good know? one. It's pretty good. But like, it just draw. You know, <laughs> like ninety percent of that shit, I fucking knew. You know, it's a lot of words that and i'm just want to say this i literally fucking drugged myself so i could have the attention span to read this book well that's not not everyone has to do that eric i did not do well, that myself i you also fucking can read without like i can't read this much fucking prose it's very it's also very dry. distracted it's very dry prose it was very fucking hard for me and it like the the net gain from it was not worth it like I'm I am mad at this book. I will probably calm down and appreciate it more later. Don't read it all at once. Read it in a, like a bit. I don't I don't I don't want to leisurely read this. You just you earlier said in this very podcast that you would. <laughs> I'm being contrary on purpose. I'm actually not. I the, I, I don't want to read this middle section again. Like the more I look at it, the more it makes me sick. I I, but, I, like, I the, the first and last sections I think have things that are much more helpful. Like I would really suggest to anyone to read Understanding Comics over this. Like I think there's apart from the biography and the, like I don't know they all do kind of like support each other. So I'm I I don't regret having read this middle section. You know. But God, it's just so frustrating. I, I myself, I liked it. I like the whole thing quite a bit. I like how it's laid out. It does build on itself. Um, every single chapter, it lays out a foundation, and they, I think they, they lay it out quite uh, smartly about how it goes from here to here to here to here to here to here, and you build the you're they're you're basically building the the strip as you go. Uh, I, I am not a illustrator. I'm not an artist. I'm a writer, and I I got something out of this about how to make art. I think Bush Miller's ethos about the the how he writes dialogue was really like really interesting. Mm-hmm. The how he someone I, there's an anecdote in here about how he would look at every strip and go how many words can i like him just narrowing just taking out every possible word not even including punctuation he writes like a telegram and that was like i'm like wow that's crazy i don't see what's i mean it's gotta have economy of form man i understand that but i never connected i i understand yes i've read and they talk about um elements of style here uh, multiple times which i yeah i've read that book like five times but 
comparing it to a telegram and compare and and in like you talk about the how it how they how he had to react to how to how he had to craft his strips to deal with how newspapers would lay them out functional things like that you see god that's a yet another thing that i already knew coming into this most people it's, don't it's, Eric. well that's i've I've read other comics and other comic artists talking about this. Like this stuff is available. I didn't learn this in, in, in art school. I, this is the whole reason that you know, we were talking about Bill Watterson earlier. Bill Watterson talked about this. He talked about how the first part of the Sunday strip sometimes gets cut off in syndication. and Some comics or some, some comic pages print it different. I mean, I don't, again, it's not, for, I haven't read any of that. I've read I've read Understanding Comics because you gave it to me. I don't write I don't make comic books. I don't write I don't draw things. I don't so I don't need to know that information. It's not valuable to me. So I've never read that things until you introduce me. And that's this book is for. It that is it has value. It's everyone's I did everyone's, not say it didn't have value. What was I saying? Oh. Um apparently you're you're lambasting me for knowing things. Well, you're here, Eric. I'll say it. You're a smart boy. I try. I try very some, fucking hard. Some people are very dumb. I don't think you're dumb for not knowing things. No, but I think some people they it, it, like not every understanding comics is yes. I think as a general tutorial about how comic books work and how you the, like the basic of like here composition and cartooning and all this like how you talked about earlier. Your brain is already trained to do all that stuff. Um, understanding comics is a better way to read that I, of t- knowing of knowing those basic building blocks and stuff. I think that's much better. I think Scott McCloud's those books I don't think get enough credit, all of them, um, because of how well he teaches that stuff. But sometimes that 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 the glamour, the the wrapper, like a banana peel, the wrapper of pretension will get something in somebody's hands that. Um, that cartoonishness won't. That simple. Well, I still had something else I was going to say. Um, what was, the hell was I talking about? Crafting talking the about, newspapers. Talking, uh, what was I going to say? Um, this is is this completely unrelated to the the thrust that you were no, just no, making? No, no, no. It was connected. Um, I was on a different. I was on a, a, a similar track, but parallel. Um. About how yeah you he talks they talk about how you have to craft the panels and the the strips knowing how newspapers are laid out and all that and then about his dialogue and the, the telegrams what was the last thing there was a third thing there I think I lost it it's okay it's okay it's okay whatever it is this book has more than enough words <laughs> it's a lot of words. I don't dude I, dude like cons- like I think if, they could have took a page out of his book and fucking cut some shit. Okay, how about this Eric? Let me ask you a question. If I tell you prior, which I almost did, I almost was like maybe I should warn Eric about this. Oh, I, I wish you had. I I would have started reading before today. Well, I mean, I finished it last night. I just you were probably asleep by the time I finished it. So I was just like, when I finished it, I was like, maybe I should tell Eric that there's a lot of text in this. But I'm like, he's probably sleeping. Um, If I told you before you ever started, when we chose this book and I said, it's a lot of reading. It's not just a comic book. Mm -hmm. 
And you have that expectation going in. Would that change your mind? Potentially. I would have been less filled with rage. <laughs> it was not a good morning for me today. This was this was a lot of panicked drug reading. I I I think anyone listening already knows if they want to read this now. Do I you, think most people will not get through this book. Uh hmm. I think if you're buying it and you know it's inside, I hope that you know it's gonna it's it's dense. It's slow. It it is a it is a thing I I, I I relate to in movies, like there will be blood. It's a two and a half hour movie. It is slow. I still think it's a great movie. However, mm-hmm. It is, I don't think I would recommend it to everyone. And the first thing I would say is, like, it's a great movie. It is slow. And I think I, it, I have a similar critique of this in that it's academic. The, the, it, is, it quotes philosophers and art critics, art critics throughout. It has a lot of highfalutin words that Ernie Bushmiller himself would never ugh, use. No. I think Ernie Bushmiller would have been a cool kid. I re- God, that was that was one of my favorite parts when they talked about the rivalry between him and Schultz and Schultz being like the new kid on the block and being like the new style, because that has been my understanding my whole life is that Peanuts was this old hokey thing and seeing it in the context of this, which is very much born out of like that. I mean, that, the, the history of this is what's fascinating. I don't know. Like, I don't like being told things that I already know in a billion words. It just made me mad. All the stuff that I didn't know, I enjoyed so much more. (laughs) I would say that if you are an accomplished, experienced illustrator, you probably don't need to read most of this book. I'd say if if you've read Scott McCloud at all. I read Scott McCloud... I think this book still has a lot of value. Mm. It's and it, I, hey, for the type of analysis is, is for the type of analysis it is, and for the type of scholarly and academic writing it is, it is actually not nearly as dry and dense as it could be. There are, I, I agree with that. There are, whew, I can't so like i i will some i will sit down and read academic papers from time to time and sometimes i go i'm really fascinated by this topic but i can't read this i can't I finish me, i I'm, can't finish this thing i am dating an ap- academic and my brother is an academic the shit that they read makes me want to pull my own head off I know. I still find it. I really. I. I. The buyer. I. I. Nancy was a thing that was just like a meme, and to me, for for the most part, except for the Mm -hmm. that the new Nancy strip is is very good. The new, the new. Well, I think it's it's very much in this vein. Mm -hmm. It 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 captures that spirit, I think, very well. And I I mean. Eric? I was just going to say Nancy's good. What were you going to say? I mean, yeah, Nancy's Nancy's and Nancy's good, and I have more respect for it than I did before, and more respect for Ernie Bushmiller. And I think there are things in here that are communicable to all kinds of art. And hey, you have a you have some kind of snobby friend who has three comic three quote sorry three graphic novels in their bookshelf. 
and you don't know what to get him for Christmas. You get him the artist edition of Black Hole. Don't get him this. He probably are. That's one of the three. <laughs> well, he needs a third copy. He has. He has. Uh, he has the artist edition of Black Hole. He has um, one of the four Daniel Klaus books that I that everyone owns, mm-hmm. and um, maybe Watch Wear book. Obviously, they, they might have Watchmen just to like say that they're. Yeah. You know, come on. That's I read. The, I read the, Watchmen. Yeah. I got my copy. Did I ever tell you I got my copy of Watchmen for free? Because someone, what? I had a friend who, my original copy of Watchmen, the first ver- the first one I read, I got it for free huh. from some fr- uh, a friend of a friend who's like, I don't want this anymore. Hmm. And I just, I'm giving it away. I'm like, I'll take it. Oh, yeah. Hmm. First Sandman I ever read, my mom bought for, for me at a, uh, a Goodwill. And she's like, you like comic books. <laughs> oh, no. Did she know what she did? She had no idea. No idea what she bought you. Turned me into a pretentious git. How dare she? I actually didn't like it the first time I picked it up. I'm like, this is boring. <laughs> I mean, is it the very first Sandman? Oh, no. Okay. No, I definitely would have never read past that. It was Season of Mists. Oh, uh, okay. That was the first thing that I read, and it it blew my lid off. I don't think you have nothing else to add to this, do you, Eric? I think I'm good. Okay. All right. I was really surprised, I will say, that newspapers were printed with letterpress. And I found a typo. You did? That's my claim to fame. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, page 155, they list panel two twice. I think they mean panel one, two, and three. Because I don't think they're talking about that rhythm. This is uh, How to Read Nancy mm-hmm. by Paul Karasik and Mark Newgarden. You can read my book, How to Spot Typos. That's probably like, if that's not a book title, that's a really good book title that you should just yeah, it is. use it right now. Uh, How to Spot Typos by Eric Z. Goodnight. Illustrations by Eric Z. Goodnight. We'll be reading next week a definitely a different thing than this. <laughs> Hopefully with some uh, words and pictures. I mean, there's pictures in here. It's just the same one with different parts. Yeah, it's a lot of the same picture. Uh, next, next time, two weeks time, we'll be discussing the first half of Transformers: More Than Meets the Eye, volumes one through five, available on Comics Comicsology Unlimited for for free. Uh, if you want to, if you have Comicsology Unlimited, uh, I, I've heard it's many, worth it if you love Transformers. Yeah, if you like, tra- I I'm one of those people who just likes Beast Wars. Really? Yeah. I like Peace Force. Huh. I've never watched it. It's interesting that, that you like that. It's, I don't, I liked it. I, it's really probably just because I watched it when I was a child. Mm-hmm. That's what I I latched onto. That was my version of the Transformers. But uh, I don't, we're going to talk about more than me. I've heard it's an incredibly good comic book versus not just a good Transformers comic book. It is a good comic book. And we'll be reading the first half next time on the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. I think that'll do it. For us today, we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Links to everything there to our Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Twitter at HBC Hour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Um, reach out to us. If you want us to read something, uh, give us a recommendation and we'll try our best if we, if we can do it. Um, if you like the show, give it a good review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Word of mouth is a thing that definitely helps. Gets us more listeners. We definitely appreciate everyone who helps us out that way. 
You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Darman. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? What an awesome question. Mm -hmm. You can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com and most of the things I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Instagram and my Twitter, where I'm known on both as Easy Goodnight. With that, folks, we'll call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.